Good morning. Hello. Winter returned indeed. Yeah, it was uh, 85 degrees two days ago, and now it's like 52 degrees. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I know what happened. I went from Florida to Washington <laughs> State. <laughs> that That's pretty bad. I'm like, the yeah. sun is not yelling here like it is in Florida. It's like yelling in Florida. You went from one extreme to the other. Totally. All, I'm yeah. like, this is a really big country. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but you stayed in the same spot and, and had it happen. Um, so, uh, a few weeks ago, I was thinking life and my situation could not get any worse. Um, but unfortunately, since then, things have really taken, um, a, a turn for the worse. Uh, my mom was visiting here and, you know, it was a happy time. Um, she's been thinking about moving down here. So we were looking at real estate for me, real estate for her, um, She's been having some GI pain that she kind of downplayed to me and my sister. My sister's a doctor too. Took her to see one of my friends here. And it turns out she has um, stage four pancreatic cancer. Um, and this is, you know, non-smoker, non-drinker, fairly healthy lady. Um, so this has obviously been a real shock for our family. Um, on the day we found out um, you know, that my friend called me with the diagnosis. Um, I was also told by my group that they were not going to pay the associate, the other associate physician and I again, because there's no money again. Um, I don't, I don't know where all the money I've brought in from my cases is going, but apparently it's not going to me or to him. Um, so I, I kind of feel like I'm at an impasse. I don't know what to do. Um, I live in a different part of the country um, from my family. Um, and obviously, you know, I want to spend as much time with my mom as I can. Because um, obviously my sister and I were freaking out out of all the cancers. She has to have the one with the lowest survival rate. I mean, it's so horrible. Um, and then to throw like another wrench in, I just started boards collection. And this is the third year that I've been trying to collect for boards when something has happened that, you know, in the past has prevented me from collecting and here may prevent as well. Um, and I guess, you know, I guess my thoughts are almost like, what now? What else could guy, what else could go wrong? And like, what do I do? Um, you know, I left, so I trained kind of where I grew up, um, not too far away, did all my like medical school and everything up there, but I left for a reason. Um, I, you know, it's a great place to live. It's a great place to grow up, but I hate being cold. I hate the snow. I hate working in that condition. So I never thought I'd go back. And here I, you know, I just am so unsure what to do. Cause obviously I want to spend every second with my mom possible. I'm obviously working for a group that doesn't pay me, um, but I also, you know, have the boards issue and she, of course she's mom, right? She doesn't want to burden her kids. She wants me to like stay down here and try to take my boards and stuff. And I was like, yeah, but you know, when you're gone, I'm not going to care about boards. Um, and 
you know, and then the other thing is, um, while I complain all the time about where I live, it's been sort of underwhelming um, moving to this to this city that I thought would be a little grander than it was. I'm almost like not ready to give up on it yet. Um, I feel like my chances of finding a significant other are much higher than they are at home. And then I also need to like set up a support system for myself after she's gone uh, because she is my main support. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, do I leave here and move back home full time? Do I quit this job and try to find another one? And then I can still kind of go back and forth. Cause it's not that hard to fly back and forth between here and there. Um, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> lots, lots of thoughts going on. Yeah. Well, first, let me say I'm, I'm incredibly sorry. That's Thank very you. big news. And pancreatic yeah. cancer is an absolute, absolute bitch. I know. Um, especially someone who's been like vegetarian. She's only had one alcoholic drink in her life. No, it doesn't smoke, has a healthy BMI and great genetics. It's like, how does someone like yeah, that get something like this? Right. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um what is it when your brain, I mean it, your brain, your brain goes, your brain just wants to burn calories all the time. Yeah. When your brain gets quiet, if you can get your brain to be quiet, whether that's going on a walk, exercising, you know, whatever you can to get, when the brain gets quiet, what does your gut and your heart tell you to do? That's the thing. My gut and my heart are so split. Now, um, I, I will say I do have a call with our board next week to see if they can like give me an exception or if I can use like cases I've already done and therefore don't have to be like tied down here. Mm. Um, so I think my gut, my heart, they're, they're really, really split. They're split between going home and spending like every second with my mom. I mean, when she was here, I was upset that I stayed at work for an extra hour instead of like coming home and being with her. Like, you know, it's, my brain's counting hours and minutes, but then my brain is also saying to at least try to have a personal life and like try to get a partner and like build the rest of my life that it would be better if I stayed down here. And then that's so tough because I do need life and support for when she's gone. But then I also want to spend as much time as I can with her. Mm. So my brain is really, really split. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's okay. I, I, I think that's okay. Like there isn't like, oh, I know what to do in this scenario all the time. Right. Yeah. But some, sometimes when like, there's all of this, like thoughts going up, there's like this rooted, like if you had to choose, you just had to do it. Is there anything that percolates up? Um, another surgeon gave me the idea of doing locums for a little bit. So um, I could still partly live down here, um, but then I could also have some income coming in, which obviously with my current group, I don't have any coming in, mm -hmm. um, but then also have the flexibility to spend a week or two with her. Um, the other thought I've had, um, and because I haven't told the partners yet, mm -hmm. um, you know, we're waiting for her biopsy to come back um, to see what kind of pancreatic cancer it is. But the other thought I've had is, okay, well, this group sucks and is not paying me, but 
They're also very, very flexible with time. Like nobody watches what I'm doing. So I could take off, you know, I could stack my schedule and fly home every weekend. I could um, take off like a week to 10 days every month and go home. Um, although one of the mentors I spoke to was like, I'm really concerned that you're actually thinking about staying at a job where you're not getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> it's your volunteer gig. Yes. It for, a volunteer for board, for board point. A lot of liability. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then at the same time, like, it might be easier. I'm not, I'm not telling you to stay, but it might be easier just to stay there right now to figure out all the other variables. Right. Like if you just need like one place to show up, but yeah, at the end of the day, if, if you're not drawing a paycheck from this place, it's not, yeah. a it's not a long-term plan. No, the only reason I'm here is because of my board's collection, because you have to be in the same practice for a certain amount of time. And I think I, I've talked about it on here where last year my group didn't submit my paperwork in time because they didn't submit the payment to the hospitals to process my paperwork. Um, so they've burned a year of my eligibility. Um, so, I mean, if the board... If they could have an ounce of sympathy, which traditionally they do not, um, they've actually told surgeons who had cancer too bad. Um, if they could find an ounce of sympathy, then I think it'd give me like more flexibility to try to leave and either do locums or, you know, find another job, either do locums, go home or like find another job and say, hey, job, um, you know, I'm willing to hustle like X number of days, but I need this number of days oh, a month off to start. Yeah, totally. And at least you're going to be clear going in of what your your needs and your boundaries are. Yeah. When you meet with um, the board's people next week? Um, I'm so, so the main director of the boards has not been helpful. Um, I filed an appeal with him last year and he called me too bad. Um, so now there are some female surgeons that are in leadership roles. So I'm uh, speaking to them next week to see if we can bypass him. Um, if they can be, you know, somewhat understanding of the situation. I mean, the mom with pancreatic cancer card is a pretty big card. You know, um, <clears throat> and if they tell you fuck off, excuse my language. Yeah. It's really good to know. And, and to be like, okay, <laughs> what, what am I looking at here this year? Is this even, do I just go be with mom and do locums? Yeah, I mean, I will preface this and say I do have a year eligibility left. Um, but last year, the fail rate was the highest it had been in years and years and years, and they're still not sure why. So a lot of my mentors have said, you know, because uh, actually one of my fellowships um, of a few good surgeons actually failed, um, people that they did not think would fail. So you know, my mentors are all recommending, hey, if you have two chances, that's better than one chance. So that's what's been weighing on my mind. I think if this had did not happen, I would say, screw everyone, screw the job that's not paying me. I can certainly terminate for cause and like make my contract null and void. Um, and then, you know, just take it in my last year left. But um, it sounds like everyone's saying that that's kind of scary right now to be recommending to people sure yeah but at the same time though i mean the people who failed aren't you 
Yeah, no, I know. I mean, again, hindsight's like always twenty twenty. but the stuff I've heard them fail on, I'm like, oh, well, I know that's not the right thing to do or like the, not the right thing to say. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I, um, I know you're going to do fine on the boards. There's just, yeah. there's just hoops. What's that? So there's just hoops that you have to like, yes. you know, follow their, follow their things. Um, I yeah. I mean, the good, what I'm hearing from you is it's a shitty situation. We're not trying to make it not shitty. It's shitty. Yeah. You do have options. And then at the end of the day, it's like really being like, okay, what's the next best step? What do I need to do? Yeah. And I think that's what I'm really torn about is forget about work, right? I can find, so I do have, there's another job down here that gave me an offer and that offer is still open if I want to take it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I could, you know, I can leave this, my job whenever and go to that job. Um, that job is not perfect, which is why I have not left my shitty job and gone over there. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think what I'm really torn between is, obviously mom now um because i think mom now is super important and they won't know until next week if she has like <laughs> weeks to months or if she has like a year um so it's mom now versus future when mom's gone and trying to set up a life for myself because you know i'm not a spring chicken so if i end up say moving back so if i moved back home i would take a job up there um, and stay there for two years, you know, so I could take the boards. So it's like mom now versus, so mom now move up two years. Um, and, you know, part of the reason I left is I just felt that personal life wise, there was nothing left for me up there. Um, cause my sister lives up there and she's like, you know, we have this person here, that person here, like I'm here. And I was like, yeah, but I like, I left all you people five years ago, you know, for a reason, um, versus, um, just staying down here where even though I don't love it down here. And if I met a partner who did not want to stay, I would like happily move. Um, but I still feel that, um, I feel like I'm not ready to give up yet. Mm -hmm. But if I'm like upset that I spent an hour at work and didn't, you know, spend time with mom and things don't work out here, then I feel like I'm going to regret that even more yeah well I mean that and that might be where the the practice is right the practice is like every decision you made make is the right decision for the moment and you yeah. won't give yourself you'll give yourself the rule that you're not going to beat yourself up for any of those decisions yeah yeah um and that's you know because obviously I told her I was upset I spent you know, although I was at work partly because um I was waiting for her CT scan reports to finalize so I could get them from radiology and send them to my sister. Um, my sister is on faculty at like a big name academic center. So my mom's getting treatment up there. So I try to tell myself, you weren't sitting at work and like screwing around. You were doing your notes and waiting for the radiologist. Um, totally. So I've been able to like tamp that and say, it's okay. It's like, it's an hour. Um and she also told me, you know, she didn't care because she knew I was running around and like trying to get stuff done for her. Um, but if I'm worried about an hour, then I feel like if I don't go and I'm not there all the time that I'm going to like really, really regret it, especially when she's a lady who's like sacrificed everything for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's what I would be careful, like careful of, of like, 
beating yourself up for stuff you did in the past. Even if the past was this past hour. Yeah. Of like, it was the best decision at the time. And, and your decision to have your own back on that is where all the power is. And it's like, that's what that like, we can't change some of these big shitty situations, but you not giving yourself crap for that, those things actually will take a lot of burden off of you. Right. And part of the reason she went home is obviously, you know, you're more comfortable in your own house versus like a city where she doesn't, you know, she's obviously not comfortable down here. Um, is that, She's like, well, you know, you're a surgeon. You're so busy. I can't burden you with this. Um, my sister, um, she's not a surgeon. So she has a little bit better of a lifestyle so she can help out more. And so for a few days, I felt so guilty that I was a surgeon. I can't like, I can't be there for her. Even if she were to stay here, I can't be there for her as much as I would want. Um, and, you know, she has to go home to my sister. Um, but luckily after like a few days, those feelings have subsided. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, and I think you're going to, you know, you're, you're just going to collect more information as time goes on, just like, just like life, but like, you'll know a lot more after talking to the boards, you'll know a lot more after getting the data on the biopsy of like timelines, but still, you're not going to know, you're not going to know absolute stuff. And it's really supporting yourself. How can you support yourself to say, I made the best decision I could with the information I had? Because that's where all the optional suffering is. Like, don't feel guilty about what what past you did yesterday. That's all extra, extra suffering. And it's all optional. Yeah. And, you know, I did tell her, you know, I feel so guilty that I can't like fly, you know, I, that I haven't dropped everything. And I mean, she was with me for two weeks. So it's, you know, I obviously saw her and, you know, I said, I feel guilty that I just don't feel right now. I can drop everything and come home like this weekend again, when you've done everything for me. And she's like, yeah, but I wasn't a surgeon who was taking care of other patients. It was like much easier for me to take care of you than it was, than it is going to ever be for you to like take care of your own kids or like your husband or any other family members. That's her, that's her thought. Yeah. <laughs> so my parents, um, they are immigrants from a culture that like really, really respects doctors. Um, so, you know, she's very realistic. She's, I mean, she was very high flying in her career. Um, she was a boss lady for much of her adult life. Um, but she also recognizes that, you know, we as like surgeons and physicians have, um, have like limitations not because we don't want to do certain things but it's just we're taking care of other people yeah yeah but we can't take we can't forget to take care of ourselves i know and not beat ourselves (laughs) up well and that's what because i you know this weekend i could have flown home i wasn't on call um but i just felt like i had some life things i needed to take care of after she was here for two weeks and i was like well you know if you don't take care of your life's things then it's not going to help her either yeah Good job, Winter. Yeah. <laughs> Doing it. I know. And, um, you know, it's like I'm so exhausted because so her workup with imaging and stuff, which would normally take like two to three weeks, I got done in 48 hours by, you know, just like having connections at the hospital and calling people and getting it done, which obviously wore me out. Um, and it's one of those things where I really do need some rest. And 
these last two days, I actually didn't have anything scheduled. So I thought, okay, I could rest. But then when I rest, my mind is very unhappy. So when the ICU called me and said, this patient needs surgery, I was like, great, I'll come in because at least for the hour and a half I was operating on him, I wasn't thinking about anything uh, mm-hmm. besides the case. Yep. Um, so then I feel like there's that challenge where I do need my energy so I can go home and help take care of her. But then when my mind is quiet, my mind is very sad. Yeah. But then th- that's normal because we've yeah. trained our minds to not like we've been very trained to that calm is not okay. And where that gets us is a constant sympathetic elevated tone and it's not restful and you won't get rest. But the good news is it's not a personality flaw. It's just the way we've been trained and we can actually teach our brain to calm the F down. And that's where all this, all the the stuff that like, we're like, we don't have time for that comes in, like going on a walk, being in nature, massage, yoga, exercise, meditation, mindfulness apps, reading, all these things that our, our brains are like, our brains do not want to be alone. Our brains do not want to not be doing anything, but that doesn't mean we'd have to listen to our brain to be like, I actually need to rest brain. You just don't know how to calm the F down. Let's, let's work on some things. Um, I'm actually going to yoga after this. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, like it actually takes, you're not like, see, it doesn't want to be quiet. Like it wants you to keep going. It wants you to not be quiet and feel because that's how it feels safe. It, it's really successful at going all the time. But at the end of the day, it'll wear us down. And like, it's so much stress on our bodies to have that brain do that all the time. Um, so I guess it would be like the second part of my question from like a wellness standpoint is obviously unless I'm actively engaged in activity, my brain doesn't want to quiet. Um, I'm fairly certain during yoga, I will just be thinking about her. Um, because you know, I I went out last night and even though I was out, she was like still in the forefront of my mind. Um, so I was like kind of having fun, but not really, because obviously there's other thoughts going on. So I'm finding that, you know, even if I were to have not worked yesterday and not operated, that my brain is not calm. It's just like racing with all these thoughts about her. What do I do? Like, the, you know, that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sleeping well, obviously. So even when I'm trying to get rest, I am not resting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's an app and you do not have, nobody has to buy this app. I just, I did it. It's, it's um Sam Harris's waking up app and a lot of it's just paying attention to the brain like some of it's it's some of it's meditation but it's really like when you when you try to be calm and your brain's like no I'm gonna do all these things you're like see brain one instead of being like well brain we're gonna do five big breaths well brain I know you're trying to keep me safe and distracted like actually developing that relationship with that busy part of the brain instead of like it won again I got to go do this. I'm like, no, that's actually the training is to see it do its thing, acknowledge it, take a couple of deep breaths. And like, it's not like go do that for two hours. It's like, go do that for like two minutes. And that's the exercise of getting that brain to calm down. Okay. I can definitely try something of that. Cause I will quite frankly try anything. Right. The, uh, the waking up app is free. 
It was like a 30 day, is there 30 day, a 30 day trial that's free? It's like an amazing app. There's like tons of content. So like there is, it is paid at some point. Wait, what's but, it called? I just want to write it down. Wait, waking up. Waking up. Okay. Yeah. And it's just all about seeing the brain and like seeing it do that and like understanding it and being like that, that is actually where the work is. And not being like, see, brain needs to be busy. I'm like, no, wow, my brain does not want to be calm. That is fascinating. I'm gonna give yeah. it, I'm gonna make it breathe five times, and then we're yeah. gonna be good because it's all like because it's a freaking toddler. That's all we can handle. <laughs> I guess we should. Uh, I mean, because usually I'm an excellent sleeper. You tell me how I have a day off. Great, see you at noon. But obviously, I've been waking up hella early so then yesterday i was like well if i'm gonna wake up hella early i might as well get a case for boards and go operate on someone and so it was good because i was distracted for most of the day but then afterwards i was like mm, you didn't actually get anything done that you wanted to get done with your time off <laughs> right well no your brain really wants to distract you and do shit it's good at like yeah. obviously <laughs> it knows <laughs> it like knows how to get its candy bar right it's like Want, want to go do not think about things let's go operate like but, you know i never thought about that that my brain's like oh well because it was like a pretty straightforward case um so it was pretty brainless for me to do it um i never thought about that the brain's like that's easy let's just go do that easy thing totally and it's like it's easy it's successful time passes where you're not like churning right because it is a flow state yeah yeah totally all right, Winter. I'm gonna take another take another caller. Okay. Thanks, Kelly. You're amazing. We're here for Thank you. you. I'll be thinking Thank about you. you this week. Um, Zoom tends just for everybody. Zoom tends to crash when I make people not be able to talk, and it did it for Jess too. So we'll see what happens here. Stay tuned. Well, maybe, maybe I can just unmute myself, and then I'm gonna just hit mute and not say disable talking, and see what happens. I'm too curious though. I want to see it. No, I can't do it. I'll do it at the end. All right. At the end, I'll disable talking when we're ready to be hung up on. See if it glitches. See, because then winter stays up there. That's the question. Okay. Disable talking. Hello. There's Paw Patrol. Can you hear me? Hi. I have, Hi. I have literally, I have two kids and I've never seen Paw Patrol. I consider it a win. Oh, no. Hold on. Let me see what I can do. And for the other people on here, if you want to get coached before the hour's up, put your hand up because then I'll know. Otherwise, I'll just think that we're very interesting to listen to. <clears throat> and also for any new people, if you have questions about what the hell I'm talking about or why, type it in the chat box. Happy to answer because I know we have some new people. Welcome. Very excited you're here. I don't usually sound like this. But when you go to Disney World, you get sick. Um, all right, Paw Patrol, I'm ready when you are. Hello, testing. Gotcha. I have so much technology happening that like my phone doesn't know what to connect to. <laughs> it's like bouncing, and I can't. And I'm yeah, it's like bouncing in my car and my ear and my earphones <laughs> and my speaker. I'm like, it's like a hot mess. So I'm sorry if it goes out again. I'll try to figure it out quickly. Sounds good so far. Um, so this is a fresh thing that I would 
I, I don't know that there's no answer. There's no right answer. Um, I just wanted to talk about it because it's just happened. <laughs> um, so I, so you know, or maybe you don't know, but I, you know, but maybe you don't know exactly. So I have this, you know, dream of doing surgical work in low income countries to improve poverty. This has been like my vision since a young, young, like person. And, um, I've been taking steps my whole life, like towards that. And so, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm actually like finally in a place where like this reality, it's, it's happening to the best that I can, like with academic work and partnerships and, um, you know, like I've, I've worked towards setting myself up to be able to, to do this. And I'm like, and I'm just really getting there and it's, it's awesome. So part of that vision dream is having children that have their eyes open and the world open to them and they become a part of this and my husband and my family and where we, you know, are kind of citizens of the world and we live out of their places, you know, not live, but, you know, spend long of time out of their places and really like understand culture and all this stuff. So, oh, so, um, I have this whole, so <laughs> I spent a long time sort of getting to this point and then setting up our summer because I have in my contract that I can spend six weeks in a low income country and on partnerships and academic work. And so, um, I basically like geared up my whole life for like these experiences and these, this, these summers. And so the pandemic put like a halt on that and it was fine. Cause my children were very young and this summer we have a plan. We've set up a six week plan where we're, we have our, our location. It's in, um, a, a really underdeveloped country in Africa that, you know, I, I have an academic partnership with and it, we've. Where I've worked with you know these surgeons there for years and years and years, and I'm really you know happy about it and excited about it. And I think they are too. And I'm going to cover call, and I have my license, and we have our housing set up and our SUV set up, and we have like our plane tickets, and every little aspect is set up. And you know, our personally, we spent probably over ten thousand dollars like on family expenses because that's not covered by obviously like university money. Um, and I'm like thrilled. I have my students, they have their projects, we have our staff, everything is ready. I'm like, good to go. And then yesterday, my three-year-old had another severe episode of respiratory distress <laughs> that he had one last year at the same time. And it is, and so last year we were on an airplane going to Bogota, Colombia, as a matter of fact, to visit a friend of mine who works in Bogota. Um, and he had an, this asthma attack due to parainfluenza strain four. Who knew? And he, he had never had asthma. He was two at the time. And so it was horrible. It was traumatizing. We had ambulance and like paramedics and ER and admission and all this stuff. And my husband and I were like, oh my God, okay, like we have to. And we were like, so last summer I, I went to to Africa on my own. And I was like, you know, we're definitely not bringing the kids this year. And so we felt good. No, all year, nothing has happened. We had a good winter, no major problems. And then yesterday, my son apparently got para pertussis. Wait, 
bordetella, para bordetella pertussis or para pertussis bordetella, I forget whichever one. He apparently he got this. We he got diagnosed, got a swab diagnosed yesterday. And it put him in this like state of like not not real restorative stress, like he didn't be set on like last year, but he was basically coughing every maybe like six times a minute. So that it he's struggling, you know? And like it was terrifying. Again, terrifying. But of course, you know, we're in America. So it's like, oh, we go to the pediatric ER. Well, first, all this, of course, we're like drive in the car. It's a whole thing. But we could get to any ER or someplace that could help him within like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'm now like, so it was terrifying. He, We went to urgent care. They gave him a nebulizer because we were like, oh, it's his asthma. Didn't help. Still coughing, 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 coughing. Can't catch his breath. Coughing, coughing. So we rushed to the pediatric ER. And steroids kick in and then it just stops. Like it stops within like, after he got some dexamethasone, it stopped like maybe 90 minutes later. And he was like, perfectly fine. But that was like a few, maybe like three hours of just like panic kind of, you know, in my mind and my husband's mind. And we're just like, we've got to get this coffee to stop. How do we get this to stop? And so now, I, and so my husband and I haven't talked about it because we both are still like very keyed up but I'm just like, how am I going? How, how can I, it's terrifying to look at your kid who looks like he can't breathe, you know? And so now I'm like, gonna have to face my husband and not that he, I mean, he's wonderful and he'll, he'll do whatever I say, but now I'm like, how, what are we going to (laughs) do? So I'm kind of like, cause it means so much for my work and my life and my dream and my passion. And like, what are we going to do? (laughs) <laughs> for this summer do we go do we not go do we cancel do you know i think first of all I, and I, totally I can't ask a question i know i can't ask a question but i just like i have it just happened yesterday and we oh and we were on vacation so we came home obviously and so now we're home and we couldn't spend any other time with all the people so we're sad and we're just like oh yeah. so now i'm like <laughs> my mind is just all over the map. <laughs> well, yeah, and then and, and our our mind then will want to catastrophize, right? And be like, we can never do anything ever again. Yes, that's. I'm like, okay, we're never doing anything. We're never doing anything anywhere ever, ever again. <laughs> again. Let alone our 30 hour flight, you know, like to a, a distant place with like zero medical care. Right. Except the good. I mean, the yeah, but I mean, in that country, in that capital city, I know every doctor my our, our I we're staying on the property with the grandparents of my friend who's a pediatrician we know everyone I think we can bring all the medications I'm just you know I'm like we you know I can get everything we need that if for these things I'm just like is this am I crazy is this too crazy like no I no you're not crazy this this is a kid who's gotten sick once a year for a, a three hours and a couple of days like this you're not taking an I have a friend right now who's in Japan with a traked kid in a wheelchair. Yeah. Chronic, because she has a spina bifida. And this, again, it's not a cute, but a chronically sick kid. Spina, uh, cerebral palsy. Yeah. And they funny. got to the point, and I'm like, I'm just sharing the story. We'll get back to you. But they got to the point, the kid, the kid is about 10 now. And like Japan is not set up for disability or wheelchairs or anything large. Oh, I did. I would. It's surprising. No, it should say it's all very narrow and like with with three steps into everything apparently, and uh, <laughs> so 
There are all these God damn it, three steps everywhere. I can see. I know. And I was talking to her, you know, a couple months ago, and she's like, "We got to the point where we said she's going to be with us our whole lives. We're putting our lives on hold. We've always wanted to travel the world. She's only going to get bigger, so it's only easier to do it now." And like. She basically took a like, never am I going anywhere with this child to be like, we're hauling this child around the world. And that's what they're doing. Yeah. And it's like, you know, only to be like, dude, people, they make their decision and they make it work. Yeah. Freaking hauling a 150 pound wheelchair up steps in Japan because they want to. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And I think yeah. what we do with your question is I have two thoughts. The first thought is you're still very much in like the trauma, stress, cortisol of this recent event. Like, yeah, that's where you're supposed to be. It's traumatic. And we just realize yeah, like, for sure, the catastrophizing, the, what are we going to do? Here goes my whole, all my dreams. I'm like, that's gonna, it's going to mellow out. Right. As the yeah, yeah. farther away from the trauma, just like it did last year. And you made the plans and you rented the SUV because like that, it was, it was far away from you. So like there's right. the trauma element of right now, of like you don't have to make any big decision right now, but I would suggest possibly don't cancel everything right now. Yeah. 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 We're just agreed. We, my husband and I both like, we haven't said it out loud, but we are both have agreed. We're not talking. We've non-verbally agreed. We're not talking about this for like at least another 24 to 48 hours. It's brilliant. Because I mean, our brain, like in a trauma setting, our brain wants to control shit, right? Because it's safety. Yeah. And like you canceling everything is doing something and a sense of control. So like the, the yes, could be, it could be there to like call it all off. But to be like, yeah, maybe this is just my brain wanting to have a sense of control and doing shit in a peri trauma event. Yeah, I think you're. that's the thing is that you're 100 percent right there is that it feels like. I feel, yeah, it feels like we're doing something like, okay, we're taking care of this. We're going to cancel everything. Yeah, exactly. That's what it feels like. Like that's going to be, we're, we're going to make our son better or it makes by canceling everything. That's kind of how it feels like we're, you know. Yeah. So just, like, just doesn't, acknowledge that. Isn't logical. Yeah. Yeah. And like feel the urge and be like, yeah, that's supposed to be there. And I don't have to act on it. Like, yeah. of course the urge to control and do something is there, but I don't yeah. have and then I think you answer your question. Like if your question is, how are we going to do this? You say, how are we going to do this? I know every pediatrician, I'm going to bring the steroids. Yeah. We'll make yeah. sure he's as optimized as he can. Yeah. Doesn't sound like this is a yeah. sick kid that needs. No, he's fine. He's totally, yeah. you know, he's like healthy. He's other, he's very healthy, like normal, healthy. Like we're so lucky, but this damn respiratory it's like a big deal you know it's suddenly a big deal like shit you know like that's it's just like so shocking yeah I, yeah I feel better already thank you for not I I feel like I you know of course family's like how can you like my husband's family is like how how I can't believe you would take your kids there you know and then this only like this only like strengthens their like believe that oh, totally. the world is a horrible place the world is a scary place for a lot of people that's why they don't have your dream and they'll never yeah. live your dream and they'll never have that experience because their brains yeah. are not going to let them yeah and then and yeah. they realize like they don't have your dream yeah 
all, totally. all their brain, like their brains just want you safe, right? Like we'd like them here because we like them. They're perfectly fine if you don't live your dream. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yes. Yes. You're right. No, I know. Right. Yeah, I know. I know. It's it's so true. It's just like hard. Cause I, I never, I, I, I seldom have those advocates like in my family. Cause yeah. Yeah. My, my mom was my, would have been my advocate, but she passed away. So. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it sucks that you don't, but it's, normal that you don't like when when we have dreams and big plans we can't expect other people to understand it and want it for it we want them to like right but they don't yeah and that's okay it does not mean that is no judgment on our dreams and plans but you know how many times i've gone around being like you should be a surgeon you should write a book you should start a podcast and real and then i realized those are my dreams Like those aren't other people's dreams and and they might not yeah. have your back. It does not mean the dream is wrong. Yeah. That's totally. just their, like their model, right? Their circumstances. That's all on them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude, you're right. You are not a foolish person and you've got your husband who's on board and like, you are a planner. Look at all this shit you've planned. Like it's happening. The question is, how how are we going to optimize this to be as absolutely safe as possible? Yeah. I have like totally. no doubt in my mind that you're going to go and you're going to figure that out. Yeah. You're right. We have every capability of making this safe. I, I do believe that. Um, I do believe that because yeah, for all the reasons it's, if we weren't doctors, I think we wouldn't appreciate the level of, <laughs> you know like things necessary but because we because I am you know like it's it's not these things are impossible like and there is like a modicum I mean children exist in this country you know <laughs> like they do right um you know uh, all of my you know colleagues there have children you know and there it's you know it's that's yeah I think um and they're all going to be there to support you. Like you do yeah. have support. You might not have a support from like these two people, but like you do have a support. You've been building it for years. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent true. The only piece of advice is when this child applies to West Point in <laughs> 15 years, don't put on the application that I had asthma once when I was three, because it'll create a whole bunch of paperwork. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, my friend actually who lives in Colombia, she works in the foreign service and she has asthma. And she's like the amount of paperwork for her to go to any developing country is like is on she's she's like it's unbelievable. But she calls herself like she's a professional paperwork like filler outer. Like she just she's very good at it. And it's but it's because that she's a government job. So it's just like paper form after form after. Yes, that's so true. Yeah, yeah. And like, your, if, the, if this is all was, he has but... for this, don't put it out. Don't put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we'll bury it. Yeah. I mean, our our pediatrician says he'll outgrow it. He's like this. He's like most kids in this situation. And you're like, well, he's gonna. It'll probably go away. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Um, I know it's still scary as fuck though. Yeah, but he got better. I know that's the thing. He got better in. 
he took, they gave that dexamethasone and I was like, damn it, it didn't help. You know, I knew it. I thought it would take like six hours, 12 hours, 90 minutes. He hundred percent stopped coughing and was like, Dude, now the, the kids are like off playing and like the adults are still traumatized. Yes. They don't even know. They were like, they don't even know what the kids are like. Well, see ya. And we're like, yeah. Yes, that is what is that's that is what is that is our current existence right now. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. You guys are still wrecked. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Kelly. I really appreciate it. I feel better yeah, already. Ab- absolutely, so. my pleasure. Good luck. Hope to talk to you before and after your trip. <laughs> thanks. Cool. All right, there's two other people on. Raise your hand if you want to ask anything. We got some. We got some time. Otherwise, I am making my way through Chris Voss's Never Split the Difference for the second time. It's faster when you go through it the second time, because that's going to be our book club next Sunday, not tomorrow. And it's all about negotiating. He's for, For people who don't know, there's a book club next Sunday, Chris Voss, Never Split the Difference, pretty fast read, faster when you're doing it for the second time. Um... And it's all about negotiation and the power of open-ended questions, the power of seeing where the other person's coming from. I I think probably all like interns should read this because they've got tons of time to read professional development books. (laughs) But um, just as far as like our power to engage with other people in a way that moves our agenda forward. And uh, and how the FBI figured it out via hostage negotiations, right? Um, so there's lots of interesting stories in there, and I'm just glad I'm not a hostage negotiator. But like really useful stuff, mirroring, right? So like saying things back, making sure you get things right, asking questions, having them answer. It's a it's a fascinating book and something I think like wow, if we brought this into surgery, we could we could do some things. Um, so that is the book for next week. If you want to check out Chris Voss, he's pretty amazing dude. All right, everybody. Raise your hand, type a question. Otherwise, we're going to let you go have your have your Saturday. Very good session of coaching and Zoom didn't drop on us. So that's nice too. All right, guys. <clears throat> I'll see you next time. I'll see you next Sunday if you want to read the book. See you then.